Welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast where Tom and I and Ryan, we go back, way back, and watch every freaking episode of Smallville, a show that changed our lives forever. Well, at least me and Tom's. So I don't know if it changed Ryan's life so much. Well, Ryan's, Ryan's not going back. Ryan, yeah, Ryan didn't even see us. First so time. Maybe it changed my life and I just didn't know it yet. But it also changed a lot of your lives. And I know a lot of you love the show. And uh, we review all these episodes. We watch them and review them. And hopefully you're, you're joining us. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll get other people to join. And um, if you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your comments or questions for this episode, not comments, questions. Hold on. We have a guest, a special guest. We have cool guy McShades. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> uh, let's just get into it. Welcome, Ryan. Hello. And welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Welcome to you, too. Uh, if you want to leave questions for the episode, make sure you call our hotline at 213-538-2883. That's 213-538-2883. There's got to be something we could spell out with that number that makes, the, you know. What is the number? Uh, Nick, I think it, if you put it together, it's Nicodemus. <laughs> I don't think so. 213-538-2883. Uh, and it's important that you if, you, if you like the show and you're really a big Smallville fan and a Talkville fan, you'll write a review of the show. It really helps on Apple Podcasts. Also, um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at small, uh, sorry, Talkville Podcast, and on Twitter, Talkville Pod. Without further ado, let's get into season one, episode 15, Nicodemus. Wait, is your neighbor's house okay? That whole thing about moving your van? Did that work out? I would hope so. It's been a week. I want to thank everybody, um, by the way, for for tuning in so far and, and hanging out with us. It means a lot, especially the patrons who give the podcast back. They give they give some money to the podcast, help the podcast out. We're just getting started. Go to patreon.com slash talkville and join Patreon today. Become our patron. We really appreciate you. We give shout outs at the end of every episode, which we will do after this one, of course. It's, it's a big help because, you know, Michael and I are here. We, we really enjoy this. Ryan, however, he, you know, he's not here for free. <laughs> no. And by the way, I want to th- give a really, really big shout out. Um, maybe online you guys can mention this. But this show is impossible without Bryce, our producer. He he works just so hard. And I love him. Bryce? We love him. We appreciate him. Uh, he, he gives me great notes. And he, he really does it all. He does it all. And another uh, important integral part of this show is Jason Nelkin. Jason Thank you for your wonderful editing. Um, it's really dynamite, and we really love it, and we hope you guys stick around because I couldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without you. And Ryan, of course, thank you for being here, man. Thanks for Couldn't do it without you, but I love having you here. It's Can a, you imagine it's nice... trying to edit this? That poor guy has to sit there at home, crack open a bottle of wine, light a joint, and be like, ugh. <laughs> well, the good thing that. is the episodes aren't that long, and, uh, you know, we... He goes through and he gets all the best parts and he's like, damn it, it's only a 15-minute episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Nicodemus aired March 19th, 2002. Director James Marshall. Oh, boy. I had a lot of... uh, you know, I love James. It was a love-hate. We we got into it a couple times, almost a fist fight once, uh, but... He worked very hard. He frustrated us to no end, but he was uh, he worked extremely hard, and he did, he made some good episodes. He made some good episodes. I like James. James went on to be the showrunner of the show. He was very passionate. Very he passionate. Was, he was very good at what he did, and he also knew how to sort of manipulate things. Where you know, part of being part of being an actor is you want to you want to be able to feel like you're in an environment to perform and to feel safe. And sometimes James didn't do that. <laughs> 
and you felt like you were being manipulated, but always for the sake of the scene and everything. But just, you know, sometimes I'm like, are you just fucking with me right now? And he'd be like, yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Then I'll go along with it. But as long as we're on the same page that you are literally trying to just make me mad. Yeah. I'll and there, go with there, it. there are some uh, directors <laughs> who come on set and, you know, they, you know, the days they get done a little earlier and um, it feels easier <laughs> to do. And yeah. his episodes, he <laughs> if he had any extra time, he will work you to the last minute. He will go over if he has to. He will work you. You will do the same scene over and over till your head freaking pops off. But he was passionate. He was talented. Um, and uh, he did this thing. I, I like there. James. I do. I, he I, did I, this thing, and I would. And I, I have said this to his face. I mean, I, I, I love the guy. Uh, he would do this thing where he would save Clark's close up. He wouldn't shoot it until the end of the day because he knew that they had to let him get Clark's close up. So he would wait and wait and wait. And I'd be sitting there and we'd, he'd be doing all these other shots that make no, like, well, you know, 50% of them will never be used. And he did that. And I, I would just be sitting there fuming. I'd be like, I know what you're doing. Right, now like, I don't like him. Uh -huh. I'm going to say I don't like yeah. him now. After I said I liked him. Anyway. Writers Al Goff, Miles Miller, Michael Green, and Greg Walker. Guest star Hero Kanagawa as Principal James Kwan. Joe Morton as Dr. Stephen Hamilton. Synopsis, Jonathan turns against his son. Lana becomes a flirt, and Pete sets out to settle a score with Lex. They all exhibit unusual behavior after coming into contact with a strange, toxic flower, and there appears to be no antidote. All true. I had a lot of fun with this episode. You got to see characters out of their element. Yep. You got to see actors doing things that they normally wouldn't do. You know, like almost like in, in uh, that episode, uh, Hug, when mm -hmm. Lex had the gun and all that stuff, it was similar. He had a character, but maybe there's a morsel of truth in everything they did. It's what their deep desires, they come out. So we find out a lot of things that Jonathan Kansas sex had. That's we'll true. I don't know if in this episode, is that described? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't even, I, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but even when Lex and the doctor were talking about the flower and what it is, do they really, do they say it's deepest desires? I thought they did, like your deepest, like your... It's what the right. kryptonite seems to do anyway. It seems to be unlocking something deep down and repressed inside of everyone who comes in contact with it. Like they're what they really want mm. in life. And this is just, this was a little bit uh, more on the nose. We open on an enraged man, James Beals. Boy, <laughs> was he enraged. <laughs> I mean, move your car! Uh, I mean, he was just unloading. And I was like, whoa, what is this guy on? I love the energy. He was just screaming, going bananas. A good guest star. He didn't get credit for uh for the being a guest star but he was a guest star and he, he was only in the opening scene but i thought he did a really good job and you just a los angeles level of road rage oh. for this tiny country road <laughs> road rage <laughs> he's driving at high speeds on the phone demanding to talk to lionel luther about what he's found the man is tailing of course our beloved jonathan kent and ends up crashing trying to get around him what a crash I mean, they really flew that car around. I mean, he went, that truck went, did a flip or some shit. Excuse me. It was just amazing. I thought the stunt was great. It was a great opening. Um, Jonathan performs an amazing drift and exit. With the door open. Drift yeah. and exit from this vehicle to go help the crash driver. He pulls him out just before the truck goes up in flames. Nice that was, uh, by the way, I remember that being John Schneider's idea that one, he could turn the, he, I, I remember him 
hearing the discussion where he's like, why don't I just slide the car, open up the door and say it? <laughs> and the director was like, sorry, what? Because it was going to be, you know, stop, roll the window down, yell out. the, you know, And John just did it. When attending to James outside the truck, a flower that he was holding onto sprays Jonathan in the face, causing some sort of reaction. Uh, you know, the CGI again, this is 21 years old, sure. so it wasn't, it doesn't work as well now, but then you didn't think of it. You're like, oh, that's really cool. So you got to think of it like that. Yeah. It didn't bother me. Didn't bother you. No. <laughs> uh, also, I like that, you know, we, th there's a theme like a, a running thing where, you know, Jonathan sneezes. And then when Lana is affected later, we talk about she sneezes and it kind of gets the whole thing going. It's like a little characteristic of yeah well <laughs> maybe uh we see dr hamlin return as he confronts lex at luther mansion and tells him that one of his experiments has been stolen a flower called nicodemus that he's been lacing with a meteor with lacing <laughs> meteor rock i like lex's reaction i like when i when i what i did when i was like a flower <laughs> or something i don't know what i said i was like wow that's what flower. you've been working on with all my money <laughs> with all my money a yeah. flower <laughs> it was kind of fun. Clark arrives home to Kent Farm to find his parents going at it in the kitchen. Schneider really went after it. And you could see how uncomfortable Martha was. He's like a little, I don't know. He's a little, I hate to use the word, but a little rapey. It was uncomfortable. I didn't like it. It was uncomfortable. I did not like watching it was, that. It was uncomfortable for everyone, including and, Martha. And you were there. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, did he go further or was it, I mean, he, you know, Oh, I, I think that was a, yeah, that was a one -er. that was like a 12 minute one -er that they had to edit down. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Lex arrives to question Jonathan, who's very rude and combative. By the way, that's the, the only, that's the only time 12 minutes seems long when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, about the crash. Lex arrives to question Jonathan, who's very rude and combative about the crash. Jonathan wishes death upon the Luthers and then uncharacteristically takes his beer to go take a nap after he gives I, a good uh, uh, gives a good burp there. I love how somehow he gets to the point of I think I'll take a nap. I'm just going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah, I just love his expression too. It's hilarious. He's like, you know what? I don't like you. I don't like the Luthers and I wish you'd all be dead. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> God, all this anger just really made me well, tired. E very easily, John could have done that 50 million different ways. He could have just been like, la, la, la. He could have been like, na, na, na. You know what I mean? There's a million different ways, but the way he does it is so watchable. It is. Could you imagine if he kept the anger? It's like, I don't like the Luthers and I want them all dead. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> At Smallville High, Clark shares what happened to Pete. Uh, who is happy to hear about Lex getting scolded. We found out that Luther screwed his family out of cream out of a cream corn factory, although Clark said it was Lionel. Remember, all these things that are happening that are putting blame on Lex, it's because of his father. 99% of him is his father. The, the level at uh, uh, the factory and jitters. But if, but if, but if you know hate it. Lionel, don't you hate the whole family? Isn't that, That's not isn't that what they're trying to say, though? You can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Chloe goes around asking students what their deepest desires are, <laughs> and Clark mentions that it's Lana. However, he's conflicted since Whitney's dad is in the hospital. Chloe tells him that either he either needs to move on or stay in his loft playing with his telescope or his what penis. I really, what I really liked about this scene is she's talking about herself 
even more than she's done with Clark. And mm-hmm. I think that comes through and unbeknownst to Clark, because he's, you know, stunted in that way. But um, I thought this was very well done uh, by Allison, as always. She's fantastic. You mean actress, Lana? But, um, huh? No, Chloe. Oh, Chloe, 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 right. Yeah, when, when she's saying, like, you got to move on about Lana. But um, I kind of, it bummed me out that Clark goes back to the Whitney's dad thing. I thought we were past that. Yeah, but, I was like, oh, well, yeah, his dad's yeah, that was a little, forgot about that one. Well, it kind of comes up late. Like, Lana kind of brings it up later. Oh, so really? I guess it's still a thing. Interesting. But yeah, I know. Back at the Kent farm, Martha worries over Jonathan's behavior and temperament. Jonathan receives a call from the bank notifying him that his loan request is denied. I love the conversation, too. You know what? I'm going to come over there so you can say it in my face. Yeah. He rushes down there, driving erratically, and approaches the bank, rifle in hand. Clark stops him before he enters, tries to disarm him, and he is shot by his own father in the process. And then Jonathan goes into a daze, knocking, he gets knocked out, and puts him in the hospital. The doctors say he's exhibiting the same signs as James Beals, who was driving the car erratically. Wow, that was a very good description. I just kept thinking about Clark ruining another shirt again. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to bend the rifle. I mean, that would have been a little Looney Tunes, but that would have been (laughs) cool if I'd have reached out and just gone, and then it, I don't know. Was it cool that it shot you? I guess it was cool. He shot his own son inadvertently. Yeah, accidents happen. Fuck it. That's traumatizing. It is. Dad just shot me. That's a lot. Like that that scene was just like a lot. And, but I, and, when it was done, I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna we're gonna move right past this. This yeah. is, this is just gonna, gonna be forget one of the about most it. traumatizing yeah. scenes in Clark's life. Yeah, and we're just gonna blow right by it. Yeah, I also, but I also did like when Jonathan's doors opened as he's speeding by. I loved how the door was kind of open. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, I understand it's a big traumatic event. But Clark knows this isn't his father. This isn't what he would do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he, so he knows something's the, wrong. At this point, Chloe and Lana go to investigate what happened to Beals and Jonathan at the site of the crash. And Lana comes across the flower, spraying her in the face, and the achoo. Lex approaches Dr. Hamilton in his lab and shares his findings on the Nicodemus project. How the flower brings out the basic instincts in people, driving them to violence. Oh, so it's not hidden desires it's just violence but why is it so sexual at first sexual and violent sex (laughs) and violence i'm just hey he's just the doctor i'm just the doctor jim damn it (laughs) (laughs) this episode is sponsored by better help you know a lot of us wish we had more time but time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it the best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers. 
offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. By the way, Joe Morton, of course, always gives a great performance. He didn't have a lot to do this episode, but... He was good. He's good. He's always good. He's a a really fine actor. Uh, I love working with him. He just, he feels like he, he, when he shows up and he plays that character, you feel like that character does exist mm-hmm. outside of only when he's talking to Lex Luthor. You feel like he's out there. You know, I think he like yeah. he's still out there. He's yeah. probably working for SpaceX or something. I don't know. <laughs> Back at Smallville High, Lana Lang arrives in scandalous attire and rude attitude, telling Whitney she feels locked in the relationship and wants it to be over. Lana then goes to find Clark and eggs him on to join her in the school pool. She undresses and jumps in. Clark nervously looks on. She gets out, and the two end up kissing. Clark gets pushed into the pool and comes to the surface to find Principal Quan standing over them. By the way... (laughs) If you know Kristen, like Tom and I know Kristen, she's the uh, extreme opposite from this portrayal that you can be. And it had to have been really hard for her to just. She didn't. uh, Dude, I remember this because it was so out of character. It wasn't like she was in the corner trying to figure it out. She could. She it's in there. She just turned it on. It was surprisingly she would like they would cut and she would just like relax and be like, whatever, Kristen. And then they'd go action and she'd turn into this sultry aggressive you know what were you as an actor was it kind of like oh this is awesome this is awesome because i you can just when it when another actor is just doing it and being it well that's the easiest thing especially if you're the character who's like this isn't like you like it was just it made it simpler you know a lot of actors will say it's just work it's (laughs) it's there's nothing there bullshit If Kristen Krug, the most one of the most beautiful women in the world, is playing this character and coming on to you, it doesn't get old. <laughs> I don't care who you are, folks. If if she showed up at the Luther Mansion, Le- Lex would be like, uh, "Let's do one more, guys. One more take, please. One more take. One more take." I thought she was on fire, and I was like, was "Wow, great. I haven't seen her look like that." And she just looked like it was like reminiscent of Olivia Newton-John in Greece at the end. But you had you you as your character had to confront that, like she was doing that in front of you a little mm-hmm. bit. She, she did a little bit. Oh, yes, yes. And I remember specifically when she was whispering in my ear. I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh lord stop that i really had to be in character i really had to straighten it out (laughs) uh lana shows up to the town unwilling to work and tries to close the place early lex confronts her about this and she seductively (laughs) questions his intentions for helping her lex puts the pieces together and is suspicious of her being around the nicodemus Mm -hmm. have you been have you been (laughs) have you been around the nicodemus (laughs) Chloe finds out Hamilton has been at the crash site and goes to investigate his lab. Chloe just is finding out about everything. This high school girl is just on it. No rhyme or reason. She just finds out everything. She should be in the FBI. I feel like she's the only person who has access to the internet. Like nobody else, (laughs) nobody else can figure anything out, but she's, but she can't. Yeah. I think in the last episode, she said that she hacked the DMV or something. Yeah. No, not the DMV. Did she? Well, she was trying to get some records, right? Maybe you're right. I don't know if yeah, it's the uh, DMV. She hacked, the, she, hacked the, she hacked the DMV and she bought $10 in Bitcoin. <laughs> in 2002. 21 years ago. <laughs> Lana steals Lex's car and goes to fulfill her greatest desire, climbing a windmill. 
Near the top, Lana falls into a daze and Clark catches her before she hits the ground. So one of the things I remember about that is, so that windmill was out there. And like, it's a windmill and you're like, okay. And they made such a safety issue of being up there and sitting there. We just see at the end is that we sit up there, not to ruin it if you haven't seen the episode, but, and they had these harnesses and they had, they're strapping us down. And because of all the anxiety of safety, I started to get nervous. <laughs> really? I was like, you know, cause I mean, I mean, it's, it's up there, it's high, but it's not like you know, 60 stories high. I could And I remember understand. climbing up there and then being like, and they were like, so they were being so careful that I'm like, is, am I missing something here? Like, is this thing going to fall down? Like what's happening? Well, on no. set, don't you guys have like that one person who's like the, the safety, the safety officer. And they're just, they're very, very passionate about their job. They should be. They should be. And they, I mean, rightfully so, but they, but they do make things a little bit more intense. Like if there's like, yeah. even like some prop that's like kind of like half dangerous. There's this really great story. There's this really great story, which I'm I'm sure everybody's already heard it, but Matt Damon tells this story about when he's talking to Tom Cruise and he asks about this one stunt. He goes, how did you get away with that? And Tom Cruise is like, well, I remember discussing it and describing what I want to do with the safety guy. And he said, no way. That is way too dangerous. And Matt Damon's like, so what'd you do? He goes, I got another safety guy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. And he just found, he kept going until he found somebody to say, yeah, you can do that. Wow. Because there's a lot of insurance and bond. There's a lot of everybody's like, oh, do your own stunts. Dude, they don't want you to do a lot of your own stunts. Like no. it's such Let a Let the guys who know what they're doing do it. Yeah. I've learned that the hard way. I did so many stunts in the early seasons and I I regret it. I was like, what you know, I wanted to say I did this. I no one cares. If it does if it looks like you, it let those guys do what they do best. Freaking I, did, act. I worked I worked with an actor who wouldn't kneel down and stand back up in the same shot. Oh and my God, he, Steve Martin. And I remember the director being like, can you, and he was like, no, if, if I kneel down, I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to stand back up in your shot. You can cut and I can stand up, but I'm not going to stand up in your shot. He had bad knees. And he was like, I know you're going to cut anyway to the other guy talking. So I'm not going to, he was protecting himself. He wasn't even being a dick. He was being very straightforward, but he was just like, here's what I'm willing to do. So let's make it work. Let's do it. Lana yep. gets admitted to the hospital and Clark learns his father has fallen into a deep coma. Chloe, inv- now is this the the scene with Martha? Uh, it's later with, with, uh, oh, with Clark okay. and, Clark yeah, and Martha. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Cause that, oh boy, let's, we'll get into that. <laughs> Uh, Chloe investigates the Nicodemus Dyer after seeing the book in Hamilton's lab. Chloe tells Clark that Hamilton didn't check out the book and that it was Lex who did. I wonder how she tracked that. Why? I mean, library. You could just you'd ask a librarian. They'll, they'll say, talk say, you know, Lex at the library. Yeah, that's why like don't a, that, just that's like get, a get me a freaking book? I'm not going to the library. Hey, Joe, go get me the book. I'm Lex Luthor. Lex gets put into an interesting situation of having to lie about the diary and his relationship with Hamilton when questioned by Clark. And that's kind of a moment where you're like, oh, Lex is lying. But he's doing it because he really wants to help and we're trying to figure out what's happening. So you kind of get it. But I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? Chloe and Pete break into Hamilton's lab and an incident, an accident causes Pete to get sprayed by the Nicodemus flower. New badass Pete is now hell bent on confronting Lex and violently acting on his vendetta. I really, Um, I really liked Sam. Sam did a great job. Yeah. It was fun to see him like, again, like break out of sort of the, the Pete that we've grown to love. And, you know, just like the little friend where this one, he's, I don't know. I, I just, his passion was great. Yeah, especially that scene with Chloe. Yeah. Just screams at her. 
And then the look on his face, he really, he took his job seriously. When he was on set, he was always wanting to be, he was a perfectionist. He wanted to be great. And he worked mm-hmm. really hard. He wasn't messing around. He, uh, no. I always remember that. Back at the hospital, we find out Beals had died and Martha fears Jonathan is next. Chloe shows up and warns Clark that Pete is now hunting down Lex, so Clark leaves his mother and father to save the day. But back to the scene with Martha Kent. This is by far one of the best Uh, acting moments on the show. Yep. It's by far Martha's best acting, uh, Annette's. She was incredible. It seemed effortless. Like she was just in love with this guy. And the story she tells about meeting Jonathan, how she thought, I just, I knew I was going to marry him. And I still think that today. And your look like, oh my God. It was like, when you're acting with her, when she's going through that, are you amazed by what she's doing? Dude, she makes it all so real. Um, You know, if you you look at those lines on a piece of paper, what she says in this scene, it's really cheesy. You know what I mean? But she... She could just make things real. She was the easiest person to listen to in a scene. She, she was. wasn't. At, she made. She wasn't like saying lines. You know what I mean? She was just there with it. I mean, I always thought she was a great actress, but when I watched that, I now I'm like, wow, that was impactful. That I was. I was just blown away by her performance in that. And she didn't have a lot to do, and that moment was just breathtaking. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. When dis- and we're going to get her on the podcast. She said she wanted to come on. I talked to her. So Annette's going to come on soon. So I can't wait for that day. When discussing the antidote to the Nicodemus Flowers effects inside Luther Mansion, Lex and Dr. Hamilton are interrupted by Pete, who comes in shooting. It's a good thing Pete's a crap shoot because Dr. Hamilton is able to disarm him and escape with the recipe. And of course, right when Dr. Hamilton leaves, Clark comes in. Where do you know Dr. Hamilton? What do you think, Clark? What do you think? I'm like, I think you do. <laughs> That's what I think. He just left. I saw him in the hallway. <laughs> I just passed him in super speed. Good Lord. 
Clark arrives, as I said, to defuse the situation, and Pete tells him Hamilton was there working with Lex, which is a direct lie to what Lex told Clark earlier in the episode. Instead of disarming Pete to save Lex immediately, Clark shoves Lex down so hard that he can't see him using powers to disarm the delusional Pete. I mean, it's it's all just very convenient. He just shoves Lex. Lex hits his head. He's knocked out. And he goes, what the hell, Clark? He's like Napoleon Dynamite. What the hell? Why'd you throw me into a wall? Jeez. Why is Pete knocked out? I'm just trying to save you. And when that thing was in that other episode with those three idiots that were walked through walls and that thing (laughs) fell from the roof, you totally like you were there. And then in zero, you were there when they fell on the couch. Gosh. Then in the car, in the water. Jeez. Every episode, I'm jitterish. You're holding onto my legs off the the thing. Leave me alone. Go find somebody who wants to be followed. <laughs> Leave me alone, Clark. Go. <laughs> <laughs> the remedy saves the day. Jonathan, Lana, and Pete are all okay, but don't remember a damn thing. Well, I mean, I, I think that one of the... I mean, I think Kristen's performance is... is the, the big takeaway from this i mean it was just so so different and, and really stands out and i think shows this range that <clears throat> is unexpected and 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 john at the beginning you know listening to his old theme song was fun you know, oh yeah stuff. just the good old boys never mean to know i wonder if um alan miles i'm sure they called him and said hey you mind if we use the song we're gonna get the song and i think it'd be a fun little throwback a fun little thing to the, a little nod i wonder because they don't have to and a lot of times the music is not playing when you're in the scene. I think out of respect, they should, because he might have said, no, I think that's really cheesy. I'm in a different show now. I don't want that. That's like you walking onto a new show and then playing like somebody say. <laughs> yeah. Cafe. I'd be like, dude, come on. I have hair. <laughs> oh, wait. With the windmill at the end. Uh, oh, yeah. well, wait drunk, a minute. We're getting there. Oh, we're not there yet? Oh, okay. We're almost there. Oh, Chloe okay. goes to follow up with Dr. Hamilton, but finds his lab completely cleared out. Lex tests Hamilton. He's done this and he's done this cleared out his place and wants him to work out of Cadmus Labs uh, now. The episode ends on Clark and Lon at the top of the windmill, looking over the Metropolis skyline and Clark assuring her that she did nothing embarrassing when under the Nicodemus effects. Ryan? I can't remember that last... I think that was a helicopter. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, there were no drones back then. A crane couldn't get that high. So I... Because I think I remember something about the helicopter being there and like the hair getting messed up or not. Because you can't show the wind from the helicopter, that kind of stuff. So that's true. If it was a helicopter, yeah. I think you would your hair would have it would have been too Well what they can what they can do is they can be further away but then use a longer lens, obviously. But I think I just remember something about that day being up there and then all of a sudden a helicopter or something. Yeah. Very exciting story. Should we should we call Al and ask him? I'm just curious how they did it pre drone. <laughs> He'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Uh, interesting things of note, Bill Mundy, the actor who plays James Beals also played Dr. Grohl in the show's sixth season and eighth season. What? Funny. In the beginning of the episode, the song playing in Jonathan's pickup, we know is the Dukes of Hazzard. Future Battlestar Galactica actress, Nikki Klein guest stars as a talent waitress in 2017. She married Allison Mack. Huh? Whoa. Look that up, Ryan. What? Uh, born February 11, 1983, 39 years, Vancouver, Canada, five foot six. Spouse, Allison Mack, married 2017 to 2020. Wow. What? I didn't know Allison. 
It doesn't matter. I didn't know the thing. I mean, obviously she did. So they met part of the thing. They met in the talent. That's kind of cute. Oh, Nikki was part of the thing. Maybe that's. I mean, all right. Well, we don't have to keep going on that. Weird, wild stuff. Weird, uh, wild stuff. I'll tell you that right now. Let's get into the hotline, folks. Thank you for all your messages. We love you. Remember, the phone number is 213-538-2883. We're going to get into it right now. Our patron privilege, and this is Michael P. Michael? Hey, all. This is Michael Pachomi from College Station, Texas. I really enjoyed the windmill scene at the very end of Nicodemus. My question, was that really filmed on a windmill, or was that filmed in front of a blue screen? Thanks, guys. Well, that was, uh, we climbed up there and everything. Uh, and I think as we just discussed, uh, a helicopter was used. So yeah, Kristen and I sat up there. The close-ups looked blue screened though, I will say. They did, but they it did. wasn't, huh? I don't think so. Hmm. You sure? I'm 99% sure. Okay. But. They did some interesting. Here's Ray. Now this is something, uh, we're probably. Let's call Kristen. Maybe she remembers. <laughs> My name is Ray Wilkinson from Mobile, Alabama. My question is, in Nicodemus, whose idea was it for good old boys to be playing on the radio while Jonathan was driving? And do you remember John Snyder's reaction to it? Whose idea was it? Well, obviously the creators thought it was really funny, or maybe the sound designer thought it. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, Maybe Jonathan. It was his idea. Next time we have John on, let's ask. I'm sure he'll remember specifically that moment. Um, we just got to ask him. I wasn't there, and I wasn't a part of it, so I don't know. Hi, Tom. Hi, Michael. Um, this is Bree from Macon, Georgia. In the episode, Jonathan has this angry phone call with a banker, and then he grabs the phone, and he slams it up against the wall. And I was wondering how it was done, and if it was a real phone. Anyway, love you guys. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. No, definitely not a real phone. They use uh, a lot of fake phones. They have a the the props department has a bunch of fake phones. So obviously takes it and he smashes it. And they probably did about three or four takes with fake phones and just smashed the hell out of them. Would you say that's pretty accurate, Tom? Yes, it was a real fake phone. <laughs> it was a real fake phone. All right, how about this one? If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Toronto over here. How much fun was it watching Jonathan Kent lose his mind? And that stuntman driving that truck through the city like a maniac. And I'm believing, you know, that Jonathan Kent is in there. That episode makes me laugh all the time. Him slamming the phone when he gets mad, attacking Clark and all that. I don't know. I just found that to be super funny and uh, so left field for John Schneider. And uh, it, was, uh, it was fun to watch. So how, how was uh, filming that episode and watching John lose his mind? It was scary. He's, John's never like that. He never loses his temper. So to see him do it was easy to react to. Hmm. Uh, let's go to this one. This is, uh, let's see if this is a good question. This is John. Hey, Michael. Hey, Tom. John from Yorktown. My question is for Tom. Uh, the pool scene, is that actually Kristen Krook? Um, or was that like a stunt double in front of you? Or did you not even have somebody in front of you that just kind of filmed your uh, view of what was going on. Thanks, guys. There were, uh, she had a double for some of it. I don't recall which, but I, I think some of this, yeah, she had, there was a double. And part of that has to do with, um, you know, different people have different standards for, you know, taking clothes off or not, but also like getting wet and getting dry is a makeup hair thing. So you need different people for different shots because you, once somebody gets wet, it takes a long time for them to get dry again. So you, you have people there to, fulfill different roles in that sort of thing. But Did, that was Kristen on the um, on the diving board. And I think there was a double also on the diving board. And then Kristen ended up getting in the water and coming out. Yeah. Did you have a double ever to show your ass? Oh, or? yeah. Lots of times. Yeah. A lot of times because they needed me somewhere else. <laughs> really? Like, they were like, we brought in a double for you. Oh, well, great. So I can relax. No, they need you over there for that shot. <laughs> Did you um, want to uh, approve your double? Um, you know, I forget the guy's name. I had this really great double. Very, very handsome, very in shape dude. And I remember talking to Steve Wardrobe and he was like, oh, your doubles, don't worry. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, he's better looking than you. You're fine. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> we got to get Steve I was like, all here. right. So if Steve, if Steve approved, I was actually, my mind was at ease. Yeah, Steve Oban. We love you, Steve. Uh, this is Kelly. Let's see what Kelly has to say. Hi, this is Kelly from New Jersey. I had a question or kind of an observation as well. It's the scene in the Talon with Lana. She tries to seduce Lex because the flower like brought out Lana's wild side, but Lex knew that she wasn't acting like herself. So he stopped her. But at the same time, do you think his reaction was just out of respect for Lana? Because I could see that while he was like kind of pushing her away. Or was it out of his own greed because he was just trying to find the cure for the flower that was causing so much chaos in the episode? I think Lex wanted to help Lana. I think he wanted to find a cure, and I knew he knew that this wasn't her, and there was something wrong. Um, he was a good guy. It was respect. It was it was like this isn't you. This isn't you know. If he was really Lex Luthor, season eight or whatever, he might have said, well, "Let's go to my mansion. Let's hang out. Let's lay on the floor and start a fire." Actually, no, he wouldn't because she's underage. Well, that's that, like that ever stopped a billionaire? <clears throat> oh boy, <laughs> bastards. A lot of fun stuffs and a lot of fun stuffs. <laughs> a lot of fun stuffs. A lot of fun stuffs. Thank you for your questions, guys. Uh, there's some really good ones. Anything else in this episode that jumps out? You? I mean, we had great stunts with the cars, the car exploding. Jonathan Kent seeing him lose his mind. We had Kristen Kruick out of character as well. That was really fun. Lex, uh, some dirty work going on. 
but really trying to help everyone. The more we watch this, we see how, how obviously there's a lot of secrets. Lex has got a lot of, he's got a dark past. He's got a lot of things he's got to keep secret. He can't share everything with all these freaking teenagers. Oh, I'm an open book. Here, let me tell you about Cadmus Labs. Let me tell you about my father. Let me tell, why don't I give you the password to the GD safe in my mansion? You can't always, you know, so whether he's keeping things from them, or where they call it lying, I, I think he's also protecting himself and no one needs to know his business except perhaps his friend Clark here and there. But remember, Clark's in high school. So I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Well, I think um, the one the one note that in my three pages that I can actually read says, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing making these notes. I have three pages of notes. I can only read one of them. Uh, it said uh, the grounding force, uh, Annette. Um that's the big takeaway, I think. She's yeah, I forgot course. about that. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, that scene with Martha was one of my favorite scenes of the show so far in these first 14 episodes, that's for sure. Um, look, they're obviously the low points of the show are just, you know, when things are just too easy, which we talk about. We've got to wrap it up. We found the cure. Everybody's saved. Everything's fine. Ryan, you're going to say something. Yeah, what did Lana, Lana said something on the the windmill? Like, I just spent the day apologizing to everybody. It's like she was just like all, all of a sudden there, and you know, that's that's kind of how you have to wrap it up with just the one line. Yeah, that's. I guess that's network yeah, but, television for you. Yeah, yeah, but they had. I thought there was a cute scene where you know she says, "Clark, is, did, is there anything I did that I need to apologize for?" Yeah. And Clark's like, "Uh, I like the outfit." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, they don't show Whitney, and I guess that was part of her apologizing to everybody. No. Did Whitney get a haircut in this episode? Whitney's hair looked shorter. He did. It was shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I love this. So she's like, Clark, you want to be with me? Clark's like, hey, you're not yourself. And then when she comes out of it, she goes to apologize to her boyfriend, but then hangs out with Clark on a windmill. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're best friends. This is Clark. Nice. What are you waiting for? Come what are you on. Time for, to fly. Clark? No pun intended. <laughs> um, oh, crap. Well, what do we give this episode? Oh, wait, the, what's the the kill and save count? Uh, I don't. I, I have to look on the phone because I didn't print it out. It's twenty. It's twenty one dead, twenty nine saved. No, here we uh, go. You're right. One person died. Here's the death and save count. The Rosenbaum rating system. First of all, uh, one died. James Beals falls into a coma and dies. Four people saved. Clark saves Lana. Lex saves Lana. Uh, Lex saves Lana. Jonathan and Pete. Jonathan saves Lana. Pete saves Lana. <laughs> no, Lex saves Lana, Jonathan, and Pete. I know. So you're right. Through episodes, 15 episodes, 21 dead, 29 I was right. saved. Did you just okay. guess that? Well, it's just, I'm keeping it, you know, in my head. I would never remember that. Uh, now it's time for the Rosenbaum uh, rating system, guys. Somebody uh, had a... Um, a different response. They said the H or the Rose and Bomb, the N should be something else instead of Rose or Bomb or something. Rose. It stands Roser? for like neither. Like it's neither good or bad. It's oh, right in the middle. Rose and so the bomb. N, Rose and Bomb. The N is like right in the middle. It's like neither here or there. I just give it a, an N, uh, a heater. I always call it a heater because John Heater and I made up the system. So that's why I call it the heater, but um, heater or neither, whatever. Uh, Tom, let's start with you. Well, you know what? Screw that. I want to start with Ryan again because I don't want him to change his, his opinion. Uh, here's the, I, I was going to go. Well, I just thought about it. I'm going to give it a one. Now he's, now he's changing it. He's no, gonna go I, I was going to go heater, but I'm going to give it a one because of Annette O'Toole's performance. This is the first time we got to see her uh, chops. Her chops. Yeah. One rose from Ryan Tejas. Yeah. Thomas Welling. 
I think, Michael, you go this time. Let's mix it up. I'm going to give it a rose as well. I think it's a rose. I think it's a, it was a fun episode. It wasn't great, like amazing, but it was, it was good enough to, it was enjoyable. It wasn't in the middle. It was like, hey, I enjoyed this. So I'm going to give it one rose as well. I had a really good time watching it. I really felt myself enjoying it. Um, but with that said, I think on a rose rating, I would give a 1.5. Okay. Um, just because you get to see a little different things from different people. But I 1.5, not to say there's anything wrong with it. I just, but I enjoyed it. Does I, it Jess watch with you? Does Jess watch with you, your wife? No. We Never. Try. We try. She just doesn't do it. Well, usually it's something I have, you know, I, I have to, I, I, I fit it in once the, you know, once the kids are asleep. And sometimes it's, but in what do you night, watch it on? Do you watch it on TV in the in the other room, or do you watch it on your computer? I I believe it or not, I have all the DVDs in the Blu-ray, but I don't have a Blu-ray player. But I watch it on my iPad. I've downloaded the entire series. I paid for it. Well, you know, you can watch it for free on Hulu. I go I go through Apple TV and I buy it all so I can watch it at my own leisure, my own David leisure. All right, it's time for Ryan's favorite episode. Ryan's favorite scene. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to, my three scenes. <laughs> Tom's already rolling his eyes because he knows he's going to uh, lose. No, he's gonna I think lose. you guys already know what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm already psyched out. All right. Uh, Lex and Hamilton, uh, discussing what to do about the flower at the like scenes where you and Hamilton get to act together. Cause he, I think he, he brings out an energy. Um, and then, uh, Lana's pool scene or number three is Annette O'Toole and the, oh. the very emotional moment. Dang. See? I mean, here's what you want me to go first. Yeah, I'm gonna go Annette O'Toole scene. Me, yes, Annette. Yes, of course. Yes, that was that's the one. Oh. I kind of I teed it up early, but you but, teed it up early. But I was thinking Annette, but I was like, well, he didn't kind of. Yeah, change but you should have chosen the pool scene. Yeah, because the I pool mean, scene, every guy out there is like, and girl, are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but know. see, I went against I went against my gut, and I was right. Dude, we're having a blast. I love doing this with you guys. You guys are a lot of fun. It makes me smile. It's a couple hours out of my day that I just uh, look forward to. Thank you out there to everyone listening. Thank you, Bryce, my awesome producer, our awesome producer. Thank you, Jason, our awesome editor. Thank you, Ryan, for being here and enjoying it. Um, Tommy, thanks for coming along on the journey. Uh, we're, we're getting there. I just, I, I, I just want to say to everyone involved in this, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. We're still, uh, we're get, we're finding our groove. I think they're becoming easier. It's fun to talk about. Um, Bryce makes it very easy. Thank you guys. And and most of all, I want to thank the patrons, uh, go to patreoncom slash talkville, become a top tier patron or just support the show. If you can, we really appreciate it. Patreoncom slash talkville. We're going to read the, uh, the names of the top tiers patrons uh soon right after this and i just want to say let's take the discussion online let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at talkville podcast or at talkville pod if you want to let us know your thoughts for other episodes in season one leave a voicemail at 213-538-2883 um and don't uh you know that's it for this episode so don't stray away from us next week because we get into episode 16 called stray and i remember stray i believe is with the kid isn't it i don't know i haven't watched it yet i haven't I, either I, honestly i just remember it wasn't like it the it. kid with it the comic like books it. and I, his name is ryan i don't know if, if that, it's stray though oh that yeah yeah and and greg beeman drew the comic book that's really right. the front of it yeah, yeah. i yeah. think that's stray i could be wrong but if it if it is you're in for a uh i'm not gonna say you're gonna in for a, a treat a good episode a, a treat um that's it uh Brian, thank you. Thanks for having me. Tommy, 
Thanks. That was a quick one. Was it? I feel like it, it, went, it went by quick. We it was 50 minutes or more. Plus, we got to do our outs of uh, our patrons. Perfect. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for all the support. Uh, remember, always hold on to Smallville. We'll see you next week. Now it's time for the uh, Talkville shout outs to our top tier patrons. These are folks that just give extra to the podcast and they get shouted out and they get other perks. And without them, I don't know what we do. They really are supporting the show. Please become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Talkville and uh, support Talkville, the podcast. Here we go. Here are the shout outs. Here are our friends. I'll take it away. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Janine R, San Diego M, Suzanne B, Leah S, Little Lisa, Tom T, Sophie M. Betsy D. Um, who's he? Liliana. Hey, <laughs> Avi P, Chris F, Kimberly E, Jeremy V, Michael H, Ray H, Karen M, Danielle B, 99 more. Lalani N. I said it right. How about that? <laughs> Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam, always hold on to Smallville. Jeff E, Estevan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Just JTR. Kimberly L, Teresa. Justin S, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A in the house, Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W, Megan H, Artoon K, Justin T, and Lucio. This is Grape Jelly 817. I don't have my regular glasses on, but it's Grape Jelly 817. <laughs> you got it. Good guess. Jeremy G, Amanda R, Teddy 127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R, Grumpy Itis, <laughs> Jordan M. Hillary B, Matt S, The Blur with a three, Craig G, Christy R, Polly Anna, Kater, sorry, Karen P, Derek G, Jorel, my father, Richard S, Heather, and Greg. Oh, sweet Nico P. That didn't sound right. <laughs> Chase and Ramona, Brian H, Jason M, Georgina B, Eric K, Kevin E, Craig, Ashley Ryan. Go ahead. I love that Craig's just like, Craig. Craig. He's just Craig, but that's all he Nanine needs to W, Stephanie K, Aaron K, Darth A, Richard R, Finky, Kenny S, Sydney S, Tito G, Mickey Mike, Logan D, Stephen F, Starry, Stephen F, Damn T. I like that one. Is it Damn T? Yeah. Dead Vid. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Dead Vid. Yes. Allison H, General Zod, Warren <laughs> N. What is that? Amara? Amara yep. R? Warren and Amara R, Ify K, Theodore, Jenny L, Alex Lou. You guys, we don't know what we do without you. Thank you for uh, supporting the podcast right now. You're all we got. And uh, we love doing the show. And Tom, great seeing you, buddy. Thanks, bud. See you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Later. Later.